0: Someone important must have been killed in the night. Priya was sure of it the minute she heard the thud of hooves on the road behind her. She stepped to the roadside as a group of guards clad in Parajati white and gold raced past her on their horses, their sabers clinking against their embossed belts. She drew her palu over her face, partly because they would expect such a gesture of respect from a common woman, and partly to avoid the risk that one of them would recognize her and watched them through the gap between her fingers and the cloth. When they were out of sight, she didn't run. But she did start walking very, very fast. The sky was already transforming from milky gray to the pearly blue of dawn, and she still had a long way to go. The old bazaar was on the outskirts of the city. It was far enough from the Regent's Mahal that Priya had a vague hope it wouldn't have been shut yet, And today, she was lucky. As she arrived, breathless, sweat dampening the back of her blouse, she could see that the streets were still seething with people. Parents tugging along small children. Traders carrying large sacks of flour or rice on their heads. Gaunt beggars skirting the edges of the market with their arms balls in hand. And women like Priya. Plain, ordinary women in even plainer saris stubbornly shoving their way through the crowd in search of stalls with fresh vegetables and reasonable prices. If anything, there seemed to be even more people at the bazaar than usual, and there was a distinct, sour note of panic in the air. News of the patrols had clearly passed from household to household with its usual speed. People were afraid. Three months ago, an important Parajati merchant had been murdered in his bed, his throat slit, his body dumped in front of the temple of the Mothers of Flame just before the dawn prayers. For an entire two weeks after that, the Regent's men had patrolled the streets on foot and on horseback, beating or arresting Ahirani suspected of rebellious activity, and destroying any market stalls that had tried to remain open in defiance of the Regent's strict orders. The Parijat Vipan merchants had refused to supply Prastha with rice and grain in the weeks that followed. Ahirani had starved. Now it looked as though it was happening again. It was natural for people to remember and fear. Remember and scramble to buy what supplies they could before the markets were forcibly closed once more? Priya wondered who had been murdered this time, listening for any names as she dove into the mass of people, toward the green banner on staves in the distance that marked the apothecary's stall. She passed tables groaning under stacks of vegetables and sweet fruit, bolts of silky cloth, and gracefully carved idols of the yaksa for family shrines, vats of golden oil and ghee. Even in the faint early morning light, the market was vibrant with color and noise. The press of people grew more painful. She was nearly to the stall, caught in a sea of heaving, sweating bodies when a man behind her cursed and pushed her out of the way. He shoved her hard with his full body weight, his palm heavy on her arm, unbalancing her entirely. Three people around her were knocked back. In the sudden release of pressure, she tumbled down onto the ground, feet skidding in the wet soil. The bazaar was open to the air, and the dirt had been churned into a froth by feet and carts, and the night's monsoon rainfall. She felt the wetness seep in through her sari, from hem to thigh, soaking through draped cotton to the petticoat underneath. The man who had shoved her stumbled into her. If she hadn't snatched her calf swiftly back, the pressure of his boot on her leg would have been agonizing. He glanced down at her, blank, dismissive, a faint sneer to his mouth, and looked away again. Her mind went quiet. In the silence... A single voice whispered, you could make him regret that.